Welcome back, everyone. It is Friday, February 23rd. Uh, this is Not Your Advisor with NYU Grad. It's about 9.30 p.m. If you were following me on Substack Notes or X, you knew I had a very busy day, uh, personal and trading, and I had to run some errands, and I really couldn't get to this podcast till now. Um, so I will try to get through everything. I think in the spirit of the end of Lunar New Year, I'm going to do the full free and premium podcast, but make this available to everyone. And hopefully I won't rant, but I'm going to be speaking from my heart uh, today. And good chance I might rant today. But I digress. Let's uh, jump into the everyday format first. So we had 1,435 new highs versus 223 new lows. That's bueno. That's good. Advancing, we had 57% of shares and 37% of shares declining. Again, good. Looking at the 50-day moving average, 40% of shares are below the 50-day and 34% of shares or stocks are below its 200-day, about the same as yesterday. Um, Taking a look at uh, the the big cap stocks, um, if I had to summarize in one word, if you're running late to a meeting and you can't stay on, it was a a take-a-breather day. Uh, We were just digesting the bullgasm of Thursday and NVIDIA earnings, But let me run through this. You had Microsoft down 0.3%. You had Apple down 1%. NVIDIA up 0.35%. Google flat. Meta up 0.43%. Amazon up quarter percent. Tesla down 2.76%. Jeez, somebody buy an electronic car. Uh, Elon Musk needs to go to Mars, man. Um, damn, Tesla cannot catch a bid. Um, you had a lot of the Dow 30 names kind of just even, not up or down. You had Walmart up 0.09%, Costco up 0.5%, Eli Lilly down 0.01%, AbbVie up 0.76%. So it was like pretty flat day, okay? Not much activity in macro Big money land. Uh, We did have a lot of action in the semiconductors. And I'm pretty sure that this week, even despite all of the chaos of SMCI, we gave birth to a whole new generation of YOLO, hodling, FOMO investors. Because when I take a look at the action... Although SMCI made a lower high and a lower low today, I am 100% sure many people who said they learned their lesson with zero-day DTE options are right back at it when they saw it go back up to $995, say, I'm going to YOLO myself again, and this is the crap I urge you to stay away from. And I'm going to go through it because I, I've mentioned this in the past. 
You want to play the infinite game. You don't want to try to bat for home runs and knock yourself out. Because if you're in this game for the infinite game, you can make a lot of money. And you don't have to work for a salary anymore. You don't have to go to these shitty performance reviews, report to a shitty manager, and have to commute into work, take time away from your family and your kids and your dog and your cats, and be stuck in the car because I'm living proof. I'm just over 45. I'm done. I'm not retired by no means, but I am off W-2. I eat what I kill, and that's it. I don't have a performance review with a manager anymore. I am my own manager. I get to go wherever I want, whenever I want, as long as my positions are doing well. <laughs> uh, and that's what I want for all of you. I think we are all sold this YOLO mentality of having to always be invested. And that's not the case. These Wall Street executives on the buy side and money managers and 401k fund managers, they have to be invested all the time. Think of when you go to war, you have to know your opponent. You have to know their strengths and you have to know their weaknesses and you have to know your strengths and your weaknesses. Not only your yourself or your organization, but your position on the scale of the whole scheme. You and I will never have the sophisticated CTA algorithmic trading platforms that BlackRock and Goldman has. Never. I don't care how good you are. You, will, you and I will never have the size that they have. Berkshire Hathaway is going to release their earnings Saturday morning. I always wake up early to read that. But you and I are never going to have the terms that Warren Buffett commands going into a boardroom saying, Hey, you want to be saved? Fine, I'll give you a billion dollars, but I want preferential shares. I want to be the first in line if you crash and you have to pay back your creditors. So we have all these disadvantages. You have to know your advantages, and there are very few as a small guy or a girl trading. The biggest one is that we are nimble. We don't have to be invested all the time. And I know everyone's going to say, oh, taxes. If you sell now, you have a tax event, blah, blah, blah. Well, I'd rather pay capital gains tax than lose 50% of my money in, in stocks. Because if you lose 50%, you got to make back 100%. And we are now at the point in the market where it's very overbought and everyone is chasing momentum. Everyone. You can feel it. Every, just turn on CNBC on Monday or Bloomberg and just take a notepad and tell me what they're talking about at the top 
of every hour from nine to five. Just so you have eight hours, right? So just jot down what was the headline each hour. And it's all about chasing these stocks, momentum stocks, talking about NVIDIA, AI, AI, AI. And I don't know how old you are, but I've lived through the dot-com. I've lived through the great financial crisis. Um, and now we're all going through this AI craze. We've all seen this movie before. We know how this is going to end. So why are you going to risk a big portion of your savings, your portfolio, on these momentum trades? And I'm going to walk through some of them that I've actually even shared, like Carvana, okay? But I'm going to also share with you the type of long-term trade you should be looking for as well. I've already gone off on a tangent. Jeez, sorry about that. All right, so let's keep going. <sighs> so, breath, there was no expansion. I think that's a good thing because we're so overheated. We need to pull back here. We need to catch a breath and if we are going to go higher, which we can, I'm not saying we can't, we need to catch a breath. The 10-year yield closed at 4.24%. That is not good. I do not care how much uh, market cap NVIDIA is adding every day. If the 10-year yield goes to 45 or higher, it will not matter. SMCI down 11.84%. Just stay away. Okay, I know it's very tempting. I know everyone is talking about it on, on Twitter, X, and Wall Street Bets, or wherever you get news. Just stay away. NVIDIA was flat. I think that's good. It needs a breather. What was strong? Let me just run through some of these. Uh, PaySafe up 3.15, Adobe up 2.95. These are all percent if you know the drill. Uh, gold, Barrett Gold, the ticker is GOLD up 2.43. Cart, Instacart 2.38%. Zoom up 2%. Uh, Las Vegas Sands up 2.05. Kava up 2%. GDX up 1.9%. What was weak? All right, you ready? I already said SMCI down 11.84. The um, VIX uh, bullish shares, all those ETFs were down because VIX was down hard in the afternoon. It tried to catch a bid, but they sold it off in the afternoon. The VIX itself was down 5.43%. Bitfarms down 5.33. Hovanian down 4.69 again. Uranium down 3.79, uh, UCO, which is oil, down 3.6, uh, MicroStrategies down 3.6, Blackblaze, BLZE down 3.59, AMD down 2.94, Coin down 2.88, TBT, which is the inverse of TLT bonds, is down 2.77, Tesla down 2.76, Wayfair down 2.74, Crude Oil down 2.6, Marathon Digital down 2.3, Roblox down 2.2, New York Community Bank down 2.16. So, again, I think macro level, it was a wash on such a great week. Uh, 
for the markets. Looking at the sectors, the day performance is not the news. It was really the week performance. You had consumer defensive. Oh, I should have asked you rhetorically. What was the leading sector? One week performance, consumer defensive beat all sectors up 1.86, then healthcare, then financial, then basic materials, then industrial, then consumer cyclical, then utilities, then energy, then technology. This is the weak performance, okay? So that tells me that already this NVIDIA bullgasm is running out of some steam. Um, so let's keep going. Right? I, I don't want to keep talking about NVIDIA SMCI. So this is where I would typically say, you know, for free members, keep watching the MAC7, keep watching yields and layoffs at TrueUp.io for tech, and premium members stay on. But I'm feeling generous. I'm going to go through the whole thing for everyone. So premium and free subscribers, uh, happy Friday. I want to lead with uh, kind of a continuation of my rant earlier. Did you know that there are 12,000 people in America that turn 65 years old every day for all of 2024? And this cohort or group looking at the wealth gap or wealth distribution commands the majority of the wealth in this country. When you take a look at the younger age groups under 40, it's putrid. So the reason why I'm saying this is that it's really important whether you're nearing retirement or you're younger to look at the markets in two ways, right? If you're Nearing retirement, you have a great financial advisor, keep them. But there's going to be so much wealth to be transferred from you. You're going to die in the next 50 years. Someone else wants your money, and they're going to come after it. You've gotten very used to this passive investing, just contributing to your 401k and Roth IRA gambling on the side a little bit with the markets, but you haven't really learned because everything's gone up. Hey, Meta's up, NVIDIA's up, Apple's up. Did you do that? Did your advisor do that? Did the president do that? Did the Fed do that? Who the hell knows? So I think it's going to be very important for that group to really start learning even if you don't want to manage your own wealth and trade on your own, how are you going to correct the homework of your advisor, CFA, CFP, if you have no fucking clue what's going on? You're just going to get statements, and the next drawdown, when it goes down 50%, and you're retiring, you're going to be like, what happened? I don't want that for you guys. The next group, most important is like 21 years old plus that just are just trying to save a nickel. But as you start saving, you have this benefit of time and the magic of compounding returns. You really need to learn how to invest in the right companies for the long term. 
versus this YOLO crap. All right. Did you also know that half of all S&P SPY options today are zero-day options? That's a problem. You telling me that everyone's making bank on that? Get that F out of here, man. These are all problems that are going to surface very, very soon. All right. So I'm going to go through the anatomy of a trade. My premium members have already heard this story. But I, I mentioned in, in a Substack post a few weeks ago that it's really important to keep your convictions as much out of trades as possible. And I use my own example. I also shared this example in the self-mastery um, video and post from this week. I 3X'd my investment or trade money on Facebook. I sold and I said I felt so skeezy. I felt like I needed to take a shower, right? Like, oh, like I hate this company. I made money on it. And I just said, I'm never going to trade Facebook again. And looking at the chart, you can see there could have been a lot of money to be made or lost, but I totally rejected the notion of trading Meta ever again. Uh, so being a reformed anarchist, I could not help but notice this beautiful balance area that's been forming since the new year after the gap up on Meta. I missed the gap up, okay? Hey, no one's perfect. But after the gap up, as I always say, whether it's on the breakout of a balance area or whatever, all that's happening is traders who want to buy and traders who want to sell need to find a new area that they all agree on to facilitate trade. That's all that's happening. And since January, it has created a new balance area. So I've been trying to play this breakout. Like I'm not really interested in the middle, that 460 to five, whatever, uh, 490. Um, and I've been stopped out now three times. Well, actually no, I've been stopped out twice, but today I chickened out and I took my gains, which I don't regret, because I'll show you in this chart uh, right now. Um, so basically what happened, I'll include it in the show notes, but I took a screenshot from myself. Okay, so this morning I entered at 490 exactly. It broke out, it back tested, it failed a little of that range and then started to go up. So I got in at 490. At the time, my stop loss was 487.60. So I kept watching. I was running errands, so I was watching my phone. And, you know, I was trying to launch out of 494, but it couldn't. It kept backtesting that. And I was also watching Breath. I was watching NVIDIA and the semiconductors, and I didn't really love how that was acting. So I sold. I sold at 492 and change. So I made a small gain, and that's not why I entered this trade, to make this $2.5 gain, right? The reason why I got into this trade was the same reason why I look at SMCI's balance area and NVIDIA's balance area, where it breaks out in like two, three, four X's 
the investment while it's looking for a new area of trade. So after I got out, luckily or whatever, I don't, I don't, I never think that I'm right or wrong. Um, Meta went all the way back down past my buy point, and it hit my original stop loss. Um, and the reason why I'm being so short leashed about this meta trade normally my stop losses would be like two to four percent and as it rises i would do a trailing stop but um the reason why i'm cutting my trade so short is because i've seen this movie before and i know how overbought we are and i just don't want to take a chance you know like Meta, this is a trade. This is not like a retirement thing for me. So, uh, let me keep going here. And I'll include all these in the show notes, okay? Um, I'm going to now cover Carvana. So, I mentioned Carvana to my premium members multiple times for weeks now. And it is basically forming a massive inverse head and shoulder from May of 2022. In addition, there's another mini inverse head and shoulder that started from July of last year. So safe to say, if this breaks up and breaks the um, neckline, the measured move is like another $50. So it could go from here to 100 easily but I missed the trade because they're really it gapped up it never like broke out of 58 which is the neckline it just gapped up on earnings today up 30% so that's not really tradable unless you were already in right and if you're already in Carvana congratulations depending when you bought it if you bought it at 400 my condolences because you're still down 90% so that's another reason why I'm not rushing in. Like I'd much rather look if you I'd much rather put a million dollars of my own money in Meta breaking out now versus Carvana breaking out now. Because Meta has never been at this price level. If we truly break out and you put a million bucks on Meta, it can go to a thousand, right? And there's institutional support. It pays a dividend, which I think is very sneaky. And they own all of advertising. Uh, So there's institutional support. It's like the Colorado River, right? There's just a gush of liquidity. And if you put a million dollars on Meta and it goes against you 5-10% and you're too squeamish and you want to sell, you'll have no trouble selling those shares. But if you put a million dollars on Carvana and this breakout fails and it goes back to 30, you're stuck. Because you try to sell a million US dollars worth of Carvana right now on Monday at 9.45, it ain't going to happen. It's going to take a few trades to, to get that money out. So yeah, I'm not chasing trades like Carvana. Carvana came from over $350 to $3.59. Why am I going to chase this? It's like a lottery play. 
but it broke out and it's up 30%. Typically, well, there's a mountain of resistance above. Everyone above 100 who's been holding since November of 2021 and before, they're shitting bricks. They're stuck. They're praying that this goes back to 100 so they could break even. There's so much overhead supply on Carvana. The only upside here is that it's breaking out and there are a ton of people short Carvana. So there's a short squeeze. But is a short squeeze enough to sustain a rally to $400 where people bought $350 and people are stuck? Probably not. Do I suspect that this will backtest $58? Probably. You'll probably get another chance to get in. I'm in no freaking rush. Okay, do not chase this type of trade. All right, what else did I want to cover today? So I have two long-term charts that I am in on my retirement account. And as a heads up, I manage all of my retirement. So I have Eli Lilly, L-L-Y. I picked this up back in uh, late 2019, I mean late 2018. Um, I'll, I'll signal where the breakout was. Just First of all, when I got in trades, when I get out, should not fucking matter. That's not why I want you here. I want you all to learn to trade on your own and hunt for these opportunities yourself. When I say when I got in, when I say when I get out, I want you to say, I don't give a F. Good for you, buddy. I want to find my own trades. And that's what I want for you all. But I'll indicate where I got in. It was a breakout of this range. And I've held ever since because it never told me to get out. You'll see it never created another balance area. And you'll see if you've read my... uh, market profiles for dummies post this is my rule when either stocks or or prices of anything whether it's pokemon cards air jordans whatever corvettes classic cars you give me a chart of the price action and it's a liquid market of real buyers and sellers you can chart this Once we broke out of this range on Eli Lilly, there was not enough supply to meet the demand. So, prices traded up initiatively out of this range. You can have traded down below, too. And all that's happening this whole time for multiple years is that traders are trying to find a new area where they all agree to trade money for shares. That's it. And we still have not found that range. I'm not going to sell until a new range is formed. Everyone agrees to share money for Eli Lilly. And that range breaks down on heavy volume to the downside. Then I will sell. Whether I retire now or in another 30 years. That's just how I, I roll. Those are my rules. Another one. AbV, and I'm not picking on healthcare biopharma. They all pay a dividend. They all make profits, a lot of it. It's not BS, okay? They are making real money. 
I never ever trade biotech that makes no money, no revenue, no patents, no drugs. Those things go down 90% in a day. But when you stick with quality companies like healthcare companies I'm talking about, the Dow 30 stocks, Bill Cara is launching a Maverick uh, Investor's Handbook program uh, where he's going to focus on select Dow 30 stocks to invest long term. These are things that you should be learning. Now, he has like 70 plus years of experience, which I, I can never match. But there are different ways to cut the cheese, right? And if you focus majority of your time on quality companies, you will make a ton, okay? Companies like Amazon and Apple are up much more, much, much more than AMC and GameStop will ever be in a 20-year window, okay? This is really, really important for you to listen because I know what's going on out there. I know all the pressure to YOLO, but AbV is another one. So I trade, and again, I'm not going to tell you when I got in and out. You can kind of just squint your eyes and look at this chart. I got in on this breakout in twenty late 2021. I held and I held. It back-tested. I almost sold. Um, I said, if it gets to the midpoint of that um, balance area, I will sell. It never did. It back-tested the breakout. It, it broke it a little bit. And then it back-tested and flew from like 98 to 162 and then from 2022 we carved out another balance area all the way till now and I said look if this balance area breaks down to the downside I'm gonna sell it never did it broke out again uh, so this is what I'm talking about like hey look this could be down 30% next next year who knows but right now I'm in the trade I'm, what do you call it, an investment, long-term investment or short-term investment? I'm in it. Until the market tells me it's time to sell, I'm not going to sell. And that's it. So there's many ways to make or lose money on Wall Street. I just have seen and read so many things. Um... This is the one that makes the most sense to me. When you take a look at market profile charts or even uh, point and figure charts or volume profile charts, if you want to mix and match some of those, I think they all have this uh, similar spirit. You're trading price location and the fundamental auction market principles of any auction, of any market. And it's easily explainable. It's easily drawn. One of my uh, premium members asked me, how do, you, how do you figure these balance areas out? And I, I linked to that post, Market Profile for Dummies. And yeah, like on the surface level, if you can find a chart 
and draw a box or a rectangle or a trapezoid, you got the gist of it. But you'd be doing yourself a disservice uh, explaining it that way to yourself. Really understand what's going on underneath the hood of those prices and why this happens in any time frame in any market. You show me a chart on like StockX or GOAT of the price of the Air Jordan 1 uh, over the course of 20 years. I'll, I'll show you this exact thing, this exact phenomenon. So I think I'm going to wrap it up here. Um, I hope you all had a good week. Um, I think it's really time to be cautious here. There's a lot of animal spirits going on, and I'm not saying we're done. NVIDIA could double or triple from here, okay? But I try not to watch the news, but I'm hearing this now from my friends, my peers, my past coworkers. <clears throat> Everyone is on this YOLO, you gotta get in mentality. And I've seen the ending of this movie, right? Everyone's seen Rocky, right? Um, yeah, that is it for today. I hope you all have a great weekend, and I will see you after the Monday session. All right, later.